This is The Ticket, all sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Of course, it's uh, Tuesday for us, which is a little different day. And uh, for those of those out there who don't know who you're listening to at the moment, you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. What happened and, to music? Uh, you know, the music is good. Music that, always that, good. That was fun. Yeah, but, but guess what? You know what? What? The, probably the reason for the music and the delay of the music or if we weren't ready for the music is guess what? We've been traded. We got traded. I mean, we got traded. I feel like Byron Leftwich. You know, I walk into the locker room, all of a sudden, you know, we were playing for Thursdays, you know. And I, feel, I feel like the kicker. It, it, <laughs> Scott Player. What happened? Yeah, I, got traded. I guess we're being kicked around, but we're happy to be kicked around. And uh, we'd like to welcome uh, Pat Summerall to the network. They just had a great show. They had a great show. He uh, interviewed uh, Donovan McNabb. He also had it on Tony Dungy, hey, the head coach man, of the Colts. You know, it's some winners. And, and, and I, hope that, I hope that Tuesday is a, a day of winners because we know Thursday was winners. You know, the listeners were there. The audience was there. I just don't know what happens on Tuesdays. Uh, well, there's uh, the NFL season starting this week. That's what's happening. Well, I'll tell you a good what, time to start. I do know show, what happens on Tuesdays right. is normally you get a good chance to talk about what just happened over the past weekend, and we talked about being traded. And I'm going to tell you, as a former ball player, someone who's been in a position where you walk in a locker room and you are just blindsided, Byron Leftwich had to be blindsided, along with all of his teammates last week, at, at I think it was Friday, when they decided to let him go. The kicker. Yeah, and of course, there's <laughs> been Blair. kickers who have been let go throughout the league as well. But, uh, you know, sometimes it just makes you think about and make you wonder, you know, what's happening with football today and the loyalty of the players. The coaches, you know, certainly understand that their job is to win. And that's in terms of about. loyalty, that's why people, you know, like, you know, uh, our first round draft pick for the Raiders was holding out to try to get as much as he could because this is a business. The only person this is not a business for in this whole equation is the fans. The fans are the ones who are kind of left holding the bag. Yep. The players are starting to understand it. Yeah. And well, now the yeah. owners, the owners have always understood it, especially well, well, the Bidwells. The Bidwells, is the Birdwells as they call them. And, you know, it's uh, Quentin Moss uh, was cut uh, from the Oakland Raiders. And he was a third-round pick uh, last year, I guess. Anyway, bottom line is uh, the coach coach uh, basically said he had an outstanding preseason, outstanding training camp. I mean, outstanding. It was quoted outstanding. And they cut him. Well, that's the same thing with uh, Leftwich. Leftwich was named the starter yeah, the previous week. Yeah, but he wasn't doing that good. Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't say that. He was doing very well in the preseason. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, even until he, you know, got hurt, he performed extremely well. Wow. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we want all the fans to understand that this is a business. Now, only time again, as I said, that it's not a business is when the fans get involved. And the fans are involved in fantasy football. Fans this is not fantasy football. This is the National Football League. That's and right. It's not for long when you don't perform. And so, for some reason or another, left which is well, you know what? But what's I'm, happening here with well, us with the Cardinals? You know what? I'm just so excited about the season starting, finally. We've been on the air now since April, May. And we've been talking about the Cardinals and the NFL and the Michael Vick thing and all the stuff that's being Pac-Man Jones and everybody else. And that's all forgotten. All the fans are excited right now. Coming up Thursday, the Colts, New Orleans going at it. It's going to be a great way to kick off the season. Monday night, football will be San Francisco and the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll see, after all the hype and spin that we've been through, Ray, we will see 
the um, the outcome of what the coaches, the new coaches, have done here in Phoenix. Well, there's no room for any spend any longer. It is it's game, it's game time. It's game time, and this first game will will be a barometer as to what you can expect for this team. Because right out of the shoot, we got a conference game against the San Francisco 49ers, a game that you hate to say it in the first week of the season, but it's a must win. It's game. a must win. It's, it has to be a must win. They have to show the fans and show the nation because it's a nationally televised game. The nation that this team is for real, that this team is going to step up to, to, to the to the play and make it happen. And you know what? If they lose this game, uh, and depending on the score, if, it, if it's if it's a trouncing, I, I just think the fans are going to go absolutely nuts. I mean, they're going nuts right now on the blogs all over the place here in Arizona. And I think that, uh, you know, I hope they win. Uh, my, my feeling is, as a fan, uh, the way they played in preseason and, and the things that they have done, over the last couple of weeks uh, in preseason, I, I, you know, there's a chance they could win the game, but you know, prove it. You, you got to prove it. You got to, you got to come down and show the fans that you got a new coach, you got a new stadium, you got all this stuff going on. Win a football game, please. Well, one thing about it, this is a station and this is a sports show of which uh, our opinion doesn't count. Fan man and myself, we sit on ours and we like to hear yours. So, in case those of you would like to call in, you've never heard us on a Tuesday before, but guess what? We talk about the same things on Tuesdays that we talked about Thursdays, and that's football and particularly Arizona Cardinals. Here's a number you can call. It's a toll-free number, 866-472-5788, 866-472-5788. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, this first game coming up because it gives us a chance right out of the box to find out the new attitude of which we've been trying to uh, get this team to adjust to. It's tough-nosed football. It's blue-collar football. We don't talk about it. We do it. We go out. First, we establish the run. We're looking for a physical football team yep. to go out and establish the run that would open up the passing game. And on defense, physical, everybody you know, running yeah, to the hey, ball, right. no blown assignments, and let's play football. You know who did that really good the other night was Tennessee. The way Tennessee played, they were just they uh, that 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 uh, the uh, the running back was fabulous, and he was getting down the field, and they were call, I think Eddie George called him the diesel, the diesel. They were they were calling calling him the minivan, then he changed it to to the diesel. But this guy was just running down the field, and they could set up the pass plays, and they were just playing really terrific. I mean, the game the, the team was they had their act together. Well, you know, one thing for sure that we can uh, certainly look forward to in terms of a running game, and uh, you know we. Uh, when we play Seahawks in our division, you know, uh, Alexander's just doing a great job, but I think he's pretty healthy for the Seahawks. So we're going to be facing uh, some good running backs. You know, we go up against, uh, you know, when we play the uh, uh, the Rams as well. You know, we're going to play the Rams, and the Rams got a, a great running back in, in Jackson, you know, and then the 49ers got a good running back. So everybody's got a good running back, and I'm concerned about, our running back but, but, but situation. We, we do have a good running back in J.J. Arrington. We've got a couple good backups. Yeah, and yes. you got Edwin James. you got J.J. Arrington. I mean, J.J. Arrington, was, he's a great football player. I would, you know, I mean, I'm an edge fan, and I'm hoping that the whole, you know, the whole, I'm sorry, the offensive line can open up the hole so they can get through. And this in, includes J.J. Arrington, but I think it's that offensive line that really has to step up to the plate here and open the holes up so Liner can get the passes off and they can start uh, smoking the offense, you know? Well, one thing I mean, for sure is what whatever, whatever we, we're going to do, we've got to do it very early in the season because we have a, a very tough schedule. But, but what we're equipped with is we have three of the top – Sports Illustrated put out a list of the top 100 players, and we've got three of the top 100 players out there, you know, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that uh, – oh, That's pretty good. You know, yeah, that's pretty good, and we've got some weapons on this team, and we should be able to do it. One of those weapons of which, again, when I first started the show – 
uh, Fan Man and I first started the show, I had the, what we call Ray's Radar. And under the radar, from the very beginning, I put Matt Liner under the radar because if this team is going to win, he's got to be the leader of this team. He's got to step up. He said he's ready to do that, and he's got to make us and turn us into winners. So let, let me ask you a question, Ray, on, on Liner. If Liner fails uh, to perform uh, the, this coming Monday night, let's say they lose the game, okay? Hypothetically, they lose the game. Liner messes up, interceptions, the whole thing. Do you th- how, how far do you think Wiz, Coach Wiz is going to go with Liner? Is he going to sit there and go two or three, four games so Liner can get his act together, or is he going to yank him out and, and throw in Kurt Warner? I mean, what, what, from your, you know, you're a former NFL player. What, what do you think? Well, for some reason or another, the, the coaches have always taken an approach to football that the quarterback is a position that needs a sense of stability, that a person has to know that he's the person, he's going in, and he's going to play, and he's going to win, and you know they're going to be with him until the end. I think modern-day football, that is changing a little bit. And, and a lot of the reason why it changes is because of the fact that there's free agency and there's the ability to go out and get another quarterback and to trade for a quarterback or the players have the right to go and play where they want to. But I do not believe that the quarterback position is so vital that you can't make that quarterback aware of the fact that, listen, the ultimate goal for this team is to win. The best 11 players have to be on the field at one time. And this is a game today whereas listen, we can get another – if you're faced with an injury, you have no choice. You have to go to another quarterback. I think that what teams should do is make that quarterback position as competitive as, as any position there is out there, and I think we'll get better quarterbacks if indeed that is the case. Yeah, but you said that a couple of weeks ago during a preseason game when they – I think it was the second game that they threw. They took out liner and they put in uh, Warner, and Warner, you know, and, and on that first uh, play uh, run of down. On the drive, On yes. the drive, got a touchdown. I mean, and then you said there might, there might be a quarterback controversy. And I, and I believe there is – from my opinion, there's a quarterback controversy because, again, when Wiz comes in and takes over this team, this is a team that he inherited. It. Every player on this team, and you'll watch as, as time goes on, with the exception, I said that perhaps maybe there'd be 20 uh, new players on the team this year. We have to check to find exactly how close I was to being right. But pretty soon I would think that when you look at this team, I'd say two or three years down the road, that this will be a, a team that consists of all players that consist of people that were picked by Wiz, with yeah, the exception right. of perhaps maybe Kurt Warner might still be on this team, you know, as a backup. If he comes through, he'll be a starter. But I would say going into this year, if I want to win this year, I make that position a competitive position. He's already told him once. He sent a message to him once already that you got to step your game up. He stepped well, his game up and went seven for seven he, in he that ju- particular game. He just did that with Scott Player, the kicker who has been here for nine seasons. That's the guy with the Fu Manchu mustache. He sent a message to said, me yeah, when he got rid of that kicker. That was a message that was sent. First of all, the kicker didn't didn't keep things in, in perspective to understand that, listen, this is a preseason game. Don't you, slide. You don't kick a 60-yard field goal that doesn't even count in the record books right. and slide over to the bench as yeah, if you've it, done something, it, you've accomplished it's something. It's stupid. And so he was letting the guys know, listen, no, no, that's not, we're not trying to win preseason championships. There is no such thing. We're trying to become world champions. And obviously with a winning mentality, you understand what is crucial, what's critical, and what ties in to winning and what doesn't. I mean, that was, that, that, that was such no a dumb that. move because you can get hurt, and then we have a, uh, we, we would have had a, a kicker problem. Anyway, uh, in the NFC West, as they're saying, as they're coming down to the uh, bottom line here, and this is all the, uh, the critics out there all over the country, they're saying in the NFC West where we are with the Cardinals, the predicted order of finish, right, is 
the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, the San Francisco 49ers, and the uh, St. Louis Rams. That is the predicted order of finish. Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I have another, uh, you know, magazine of which is the NFL Preview, which is uh, put out by Sports Illustrated. And Sports Illustrated has picked the Seattle Seahawks to finish number one at nine and seven. Okay. They've got the Rams to finish number two at nine and seven, the 49ers at eight and eight, and the Cardinals at seven and nine. There you go. And, they, but they, but, so, but, but yeah. they've got us up a little higher in, in, in that publication in that you publication. have as opposed to I do. But that, that, that makes this one of the toughest divisions in football, and, uh, and I think it's something that we should talk about, but I think we've got to take a break. We've got to take a break. So we, we will talk about that further and go into more detail about the Cardinals and the NFL. You're listening to the Ray Ellis Show with Fan Man on the Voice America Sports Radio Network, and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at youbet.com. Tune in to Black Athlete Sports Unlimited with your host, Roland Rogers, for a peep inside the black box and for lively, interactive conversations about anything sports. Roland, guests, and even you, the sports fan, now have an open forum to discuss the sport that you love at any level. That's Black Athlete Sports Unlimited with your host, Roland Rogers, Thursday afternoons at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You can't hold me down, I'm a black champion. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. That's the music coming. There's the music, man. You're listening to the Ray Ellis Show. Hey, we moved from Thursdays uh, to Tuesdays. Following the Pat Summerall Show, it was Pat's first day. did a great job. We listened. I had some great interviews. If you'd like to call in and voice your opinion about what's going to happen in the upcoming uh, NFL season, which starts this coming Thursday, you may call uh, 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. 
And please do call. You know, all those people who've been listening to us on Thursdays, been having a good time, call in today. You know, tell your friends about it. Call in. You know, this is a show where basically myself and Fan Man, you know, I I used to play ball. I I can't tell I used to play ball. But listen, we're just fans like everybody else. We want to hear your opinion counts just as much as our opinion. Because our opinion is we can say whatever, just like all these different uh, publications we have sitting in front of us. The Cardinals are going to end up in the basement. The other publication says they're going to come in number two. Nobody knows anything. So we'd like to hear your opinion of where you think. Your team is going to end up and why it's going to end up. Uh, and if you'd like to call in, you may do so and voice your opinion. That's what this show is all about for the fans to talk about how they feel about their teams and their quarterbacks and their players and the coaches, so on and so forth. Um, one of the things I want to mention to you, right, uh, over the weekend, um, college football was really big. And um, I know this is about our show is about the NFL, but that Michigan game. Who? Michigan. Who? Who? Yeah, the Ohio State man right there. There he is. The Ohio. Anyway. You mean that school up north? Yeah, that school up north. Wow. You know, yeah, Did they play? Yeah, they, they played in the big no, house. No, no, they didn't play. That's, that's what the that, fact that's of the matter right. anyway. anyway, the bottom line is they played in the big house, and they played a uh, one double-A team out of uh, North Carolina called Appalachian State, I guess. And never uh, even heard of them. Never even heard of them. I mean, who? I mean, these guys are the guys that can't make it to the to the big to, to the Big Ten or the, you know the Pac Ten or whatever. So they go out on the field and they give Michigan the game of their life. The, I think the Michigan players were basically going, you know what? This is going to be a rollover, man. We'll just go out there. We're superior to these people. These people are low lowlifes. We'll run them over. How dare they come into our stadium? And you know what? Michigan lost that game. And I believe in my heart by watching that game, the players are totally at fault. No, 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 no. No, no. no. What do you mean, no? How, how can you yeah, say the, co- Wait, you can't... You could, wait, you said totally. The, the players can't totally be at fault Why? when they go into a football game because, for one, they have a boss, you know, that you know, just like on a job, you know, there's somebody who's got to step up and, you know, and say, okay, take ownership of this thing, and that's their coach. And, you know, he just didn't have his team prepared. When these teams get a chance to play... You know, the big powerhouse football programs, as they like call the themselves. Ohio State. Yeah, like the Ohio State University, <laughs> anybody else. When these, when the smaller schools get that opportunity, listen, they've been preparing for this game since last spring. They knew Michigan was on their schedule. They probably knew two years ago that Michigan was on their schedule. Right. And they've been know, preparing I, for their day in the spotlight. Right. And Michigan, they had to know that. There's no way. Right now, in the last four games that Michigan's played, they've lost three. He's see, gone. He's, he's gone. out of but here. See, what I'm saying is that Michigan, the players know that they have to win this game because they want to go to the Rose Bowl, and that is now, that's a fantasy, that's gone. The other part of it is, is now they, they need to win the Big Ten uh, championship, and... Well, that's they, how they could, now they, well, they, they, they still could go to the Rose Bowl if they win no, the no, Big no, Ten no, championship. No, 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 I, I watched it, all the stuff, they, they're, they're basically out of it. That's what they're saying. Well, if wait, if the Rose Bowl this year is one of the BCS Bowls, of which is possible, if this, if it's not the National Championship game, then it's going to be one of the BCS Bowls, so they maybe they choose... But so, I'm, so, I'm pretty so, sure the Rose Bowl wait. always sends a Big Ten representative okay, out there. Okay, so, so what you're telling me is that the whole coaching staff fell apart and didn't motivate the players. So, you know, I, I, I well, believe it's let the me, players let, that lost that game. The oh. players... The players. Okay, do players always lose games? Are you going to say that because of that case, then why have a coach? Wait a minute. Michigan's going down the field. Michigan. Okay. Let me let me give you another. You know, you always know. You always call this guy Fat Denny. Okay. What about? Okay. Okay. So what about when the Cardinals lost to the Bears? Whose fault was that? Was that Fat Denny's or was the players? That was the players. So why did they fire the coach? See, that's that's, that's my fi- point. See, here's the point, right? Every three years they fire coaches here. Well, they, okay, that's here. But wait, 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 wait. what is it? The they, players wait, or is it the coach? No, the players are winning that game. 
The players were on the field well, winning that game. They should have won the game, and they lost it. And the same thing happened in Michigan, where that team came in, and you're right. No, you're right. Appalachian came in to win that game. They're, they're, There's they, no doubt. They were making a statement. Just like Boise State here like, last like, year with like Boise State. My feeling is, is that coach, you know, He's on the sidelines. They're going. They're at the forty-yard line or wherever they were to kick the field goal to win the game, and it was blocked. And Appalachian picked up that ball and ran down the field. And that the, the stunned faces in that stadium, those players blew that game. They and the coaches and this guy Lloyd Carr. That's his, I think that's the coach. Yeah, we don't even care what that guy up north's name is. But you're right. That yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's done. You know, he, he, in, with the alumni and everybody else screaming and yelling and the Michigan fans screaming and yelling and everybody screaming and yelling. They're gonna. This guy has been coaching at Michigan for 14 years. He's his win with loss record is phenomenal, like 121 wins to you know whatever losses. I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me. But the bottom line is is that he coaches good football. He knows how to motivate the players, and the players got to go out there and play. And if they don't play, and if they thought Appalachian was just a bunch of hillbillies from North Carolina coming in uh, and and couldn't stand the heat in the big house. The, I, to my 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 feeling is the players lost that game and the coach is being fried now because the players blew it. Well, let me say this: the coach, the coach has lost his job for not just this reason. This was the icing on the cake, but he's out of Michigan for one simple reason: he can't beat the Ohio State University. He can't beat Ohio State. That's right. He lost. And if they, he can't, he's, yeah. he's he's lost Ohio State since since our new guy's been there. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm just saying that. Listen. So you're saying this was the icing on the oh, cake? Oh, that was the icing on the cake. I mean, you lose, you lost four out of your last, three out of your last four games. You lose mm-hmm. Appalachian State, whoever they are, you know. And you can't beat the Buckeyes, you know. And you're you're out of the national championship game every year. You don't stand a chance. So basically, listen. The college athletes are there. They're student athletes. They're there to get their degrees. They're there to play football. That's the second part of their life. And and but you're there to win football games and, and to get into the national championship picture. And they're in it, but they don't make that next step. They don't beat the Buckeyes. So. Let me ask you a question about, you played for Woody Hayes, okay? Let's say that was the Ohio State playing the Appalachian Mountaineers, whatever they are. and We don't lose it. And, and you're not going to lose we it? We don't lose it. No, you're not going to lose it. As a matter of fact, yeah, nobody no, loses it. Nobody loses Guess it. what? Yeah. This guy is the first one in history to ever lose it. Right. Because the, the team is going to go He's just made history. He's made his mark. Yeah, he, he has made his mark. He's going to be very famous for that loss. That, that's my, exactly right. My feeling is the coach, I mean, even when it comes to the pros, I mean, these guys, you know, motivate the team. They go out there. They, they got to get them, you know, in the strength and conditioning and know the play, know the playbook, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. But when the player gets out in the field, when they're out there, they got to do their assignments. They got to be on top of the game. They got to know what they're doing, where they're going, and what's happening on the field. And the coach is standing on the sidelines. I mean, I, you know what? That, I just, I don't want to go on and on about this appellation well, thing. Well, the coach may, well, let, 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 let's just, uh, take that right into our division. You know, the, the, the NFC West, of which, you know, we're faced against the Seahawks, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Cardinals. Now, for, for wins and losses, that simply could be one of the toughest divisions in football. Because the winner of this division, you know, according to Sports Illustrated, you know, is going to win that with a record of nine and seven. Now, week in, week out, you're supposed to get these teams prepared. And according to what's, you know, again, what's written in Sports Illustrated, there's about 17 teams that are going to finish either 500 or, or below. below. Yeah, right. You know, so is, 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 is football that is, is the, the, the competition amongst teams? 
Is it that equal, or are just those other teams just that bad, those other 17 teams that are going to be 500 below, are they just that bad? But in our conference, the Seahawks, you know, we got to play the Seahawks twice. we got to play the Rams twice. we got to play the 49ers twice. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's six games there. So that's ten games outside, outside, of, the, outside of the conference. Uh, of, of, our, of our conference, you know, and let's, let's think that we're not going to lose all six of those games, although they're predicting us to lose nine games. So, you know... Who are the other people that we're going to play that they're going to be, they're going to beat us, you know? And of course, you know, going down that, you know, going right down the schedule, you know, I guess they're looking at, well, one of those guys, uh, that we're going to have to worry about is going to be, you know, the Ravens. You know, we played in our first three games. The first one, of course, San Francisco. The second one, Seattle. So the third one is the Ravens. And that, they're outside of our division. That's a tough football game. That's a very tough game, tough team. But you know what? You know, starting, you can have all the And the, the coach has got to get you prepared. Right. For that. The coach has to be, pre- be prepared. They have to watch the game. They have to watch preseason, last year's game, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm going to ask you a point of question. Now, the NFL st- season starts Thursday. The Cardinals are going to play Seattle. Um, they're going to win or lose it. Well, I, I've, 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 I've always said that first game is very important, and I believe this is a must-win game for us. No, but I ask you a question. Are they going to win this game? They're going to win it. They're going to win no, it. No, that's not flat. Seattle. It's San Francisco. San Francisco, that's what I'm saying, flat out. We're going to win it. So Monday Night Football, you think if, if the Cardinals are going to beat San Francisco? They're going to beat San Francisco. Flat out, they're going to beat San Francisco. Okay. And as a matter of fact, they're going to beat San Francisco and Frisco, and then we play at home. We open up with Seattle, and I think we're going to beat that Seattle game. We're going to, I think we're going to beat them at home. But I do think we're going to have problems when we go into uh, the Baltimore and play the Ravens. Okay, talking about the NFC East, a lot of people are saying that the Eagles will be in the playoffs uh, the, the the publication I have in front of me, predicted order of finish, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Eagles, uh, the New York Giants, and, of course, the lowly Washington Redskins. Well, you know, that's one thing about it. If we want to make it to the Super Bowl, and that's another thing of which I've started on this show, and we continue to talk about that every week, is, listen, we are the hosting city, the hosting team for the 2008 Super Bowl. And we'd like to know from the fans out there, Will this team here, the Arizona Cardinals, will they retain their rights to host this Super Bowl or will they lose it due to the fact that they don't they don't make the playoffs or they're making it to the playoffs and they get bumped off? If, the, if you think they make it or they don't make it and they make it, they get bumped off. Whatever your opinion is about the Cardinals participating in the 2008 Super Bowl, please give us a call so we can talk about that at yeah, that, 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. Now, let me talk about that NFC East division, of which, again, in order for us to represent the NFC, we've got to get out of our division. That's a tough division. That used to be, uh, yeah. you know, when I, in my days when we played, that now, used to be one of the, probably the no, toughest. it was the toughest. You know, football division within football. And, and I would still say that it's up there. It, it's got to be up there, you know, and, and I'm, you know, the Eagles at, at uh, you know, the Sports Illustrated picks them to be 11 and 5. I think they could do that. I think they could do that, too. And also uh, talking about the people that are on the hot seat in the NFC East is uh, Tom Coughlin of the Giants. You know, the, uh, the schedule, his the Giants schedule is easy, but if the Giants stumble, uh, watch out for a change uh, the bye week of November 4th. So what they're saying is if he doesn't get them motivated and get them playing good and, and, and in the thick of things, he's going to be gone. Well, one thing about they're they're in probably the media capital of the world. They're in New York City. They got a quarterback who is a little brother of probably 
I'm going to go on the line here. Probably, if he wins a couple more Super Bowls, about the greatest football player to play the position of quarterback in Peyton. Now, you're his little brother. You know, Peyton's got a commercial saying, hey, I'm blowing his team out. You know, why don't you guys switch over and watch my brother play the Cowboys? Right, you know? right. So, you know, he's trying to help his little brother out. But, you know, the fact of the matter is his brother is not the quarterback that he is. He's a good quarterback. Peyton Manning's a great quarterback. But, and, and, and I think, I mean, we, I, I think we can say great because he, this man is a great He's quarterback. A great quarterback. I, will give I know. we got to watch that word. That's he right. is a great That's quarterback. Right. He is phenomenal. He is a great quarterback, but the NFC East division is a tough division. I like the Eagles. The Eagles and the Cowboys are at the top of that division. Right. I mean, they're first class. They can go around the league and play. But I tell you what, we got a couple bills we got to pay. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. This is Ray Ellis and my co-host. Amen. And we'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We just say it like it is. And you can too. Internet Sports Talk Radio. We back? We're coming back. Oh, there we go. Well, now we're back. Now we got that beautiful music in the background. I like when they play that rock and roll and hip hop stuff, and now we're getting there. Anyway, welcome to the Ray Ellis Show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. Uh, and also, uh, Pat Summerall had his first show on today. Sounded really, really good. Pat, welcome aboard. And also, if you'd like to call in and talk about the NFL upcoming season, you may do so by uh, calling this telephone number. It's toll-free, by the way, 866-472-5788. Again, 866 866- Four seven two five seven eight eight, and let's go back to the NFC East because, as I was saying, you know the Cowboys uh, and the Eagles look like they're going to fight that one out. Uh, you're talking about the Coughlin and the Giants look like he's out of there. You know the Redskins may surprise some people, you know, but uh, doesn't I look like anybody's no. picking them to win that division at all. But that's you know that's a division I think is going to be pretty tough, and and I think they put at least two teams, uh, you know, make it out of there. Obviously the Eagles make it out of there because they win the conference and I think the Cowboys could uh 
could be a wild card pick out of there. I'm hoping that uh, in our NFC West, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to win our division, but I certainly hope that uh, that we make a wild card out of there. And, and I think uh, you can get in with a wild card at nine and seven. But you're going to have to beat some good teams out there. I think we have a caller on the line. Sam from Phoenix wants to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Sam, you're on the air, and welcome to Voice America Sports. Hey, how's, Ray Ellis. how's it going, guys? All right, how you doing, Sam? I'm doing good. Listen, uh, I think the, the Arizona Cardinals got a chance this year finally and uh, perhaps maybe even got a chance to uh, uh, host this uh, Super Bowl 2008. But, Dude, uh, what are you smoking? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ray, I really like a show, but I don't think the Cardinals are going to do that well. Their preseason has been terrible. Okay, you know what? Talking about, let's, let's talk about the preseason a little bit. They played Denver uh, two weeks ago or last week, whatever it was. It was the last uh, preseason game for the Cardinals. They play the second and third stringers and the fourth stringers and anybody else just hanging on by a fingernail. And Ray just brought this up to me, which I, 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 I when I saw it, I was like stunned. But they, they played Edron James with the second and third stringers. I, I, I didn't know what that was about. Is our caller there? Yeah, I'm still here. Did you, by chance, get a chance to see that game? You know, I watched just a little bit of the end of it, but I didn't see Edgren, But I, He was that, in the beginning of the game. That's pretty weird that they would throw him in there with the uh, yeah. second string guys. So I, I don't know what that was about. And the other thing is they lost 21-3. to and, and this is my thing when everybody says, oh, preseason doesn't count. <clears throat> yeah, blah, they're, they're just looking at the players. Here is where <clears throat> it comes to be very valuable on these second and third and fourth string players. If anybody gets hurt, on the offense or defense, whatever player, on the first string. These guys are the backups. These guys are the ones that are supposed to step up and take over. And with the with the with with Denver pounding Arizona in that game, I mean, if it would have been close, like twenty-one to sixteen or something like that, I, I'm I'm okay with that. But twenty-one to three sounds to me like they just put them in there just so they could test the second string O line, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? They're the backup players. I mean, you know, Denver's playing their backup, and Arizona's playing their backup, and we lost 21-3. to So if it's in a real-game situation and they got to throw one of those linebackers in who's the third stringer and he's not that good, um, what's going to happen? That, that, that's the way I look at the preseason, especially on that specific game. Well, guys, let me say, I'm, I'm really not sure that the the owners and, and the coaches themselves have really figured out how to make the preseason work for them. Because the purpose of preseason is the majority of the time, the talent, the nucleus of your team, you're aware of who that is, and those players are going to be with you. But there is some new talent that's coming out of college. There's some talent that perhaps maybe last year those guys played for other teams and they're free agents. So any event that you get a chance to get some of that that new talent that's from the free agent market or some of those young, fresh legs from college. Yes, we found out how good they were. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's what the purpose is, to try to well, find that, out how good they are. Yeah. But, but I don't understand watched. the purpose of putting Edron James, who is at risk, with playing with some backups I, I, because those guys are still football players. They still can hit. They still can tackle. And it's not a, It's not always a matter of if you get hit hit, hit hard, hard it could be a freak <laughs> accident and you could get hurt. And so I don't know why if we didn't play him in those earlier games, we, we would well, take the risk of putting him in for a couple plays. Right. Now, Sam from Phoenix, how long have you been a Cardinals fan? Oh, I've lived here all my life, so I've been following the Cardinals ever since, ever since they TV. got here. Yeah. So you have been spun around for the last uh, thir- you know, 20 years they've been here, um, and you, um, how do you feel about the changes with uh, coaching? Um, how do you feel about the uh, changes with the players? Uh, and how do you feel that the Cardinals are going to do this year? I mean, based on you know, all... I think, I think they, they took some good steps to be a better 
but I don't think they've taken all the necessary steps to become a uh, a playoff. And team. what are those necessary steps? What are you talking about? You know, I, I don't even know. I don't even think anybody really knows. We've been trying so many different things, and nothing's really working that well. I guess it's just going to be a trial and error process. So, so are you saying, Sam, that they can keep the coach now like five years, and we might have something going here instead of switching out every three years? It's hard to say. I mean, uh, have we really seen this coach in action? Not really. So well, we we'll are come Monday night. You know, we'll, okay, we'll your see. prediction: San Francisco Monday night football. San Who's going to win that game? Huh? San Francisco. And why is why do you think San Francisco is going to win that game? Frank Gore, offensive line. Well, Sam, let me just say this. You know, you know, you've been here, and Fam has been here for a number of years, and I, and I can actually close my eyes and walk into any football environment, and I can tell you what the keys to winning are. It's not just because. You know, I played the game, but I, you know, I've also watched the game. No, it is because you played the game. You, you, I never played the game. You played the game. You have a, a, a different insight to the game than we do. Well, let me give you some keys to success of football okay. teams throughout throughout the history of football. The okay. keys to winning is what you have to learn how to do. Your team has to learn how to do because they don't always know how to do it. Is they've got to play good situation football, and this has become a game of which there are situations that win a game. First and ten is a situation. Defense, okay? Not only is first and ten, short yardage is a situation defense. Third down is a situation defense. And not only defense, but also offense as well. The red zone is a situation offense and They've defense. They've always had a problem with the and, red zone. And, and special teams. So when you look at those, those are individual battles that when you when you take the tendencies that uh, a team is more than likely to run a certain type of play in that certain type of situation, you have to get your offense and your defense prepared to to win that battle in that situation. Special teams, we always is a cliche that players always say is it's going to come down to a, you know a special teams play. It's going to come down well, to a field goal or something like that's going to happen. Okay, Sam. with all that said, I have to say that I don't see the Cardinals being ready for any type of playoff run at all. Do you think uh, you do you think that possibly next year that would happen after a year of uh, the the changing and you know getting different players in like Ray has said you know that's that any I mean what huh? are, they could do a couple of things that are good this year and then what are they going to do just change things all over again No they can't so, change <laughs> they have to stay on track with what Wisenhunt sets up this year and Ray said it nicely uh, today and he said it on last week's show too on Thursday that he inherited a team that was. Uh, came from the former coach named Denny Green. And Denny Green, so he, he stuck with that, but he brought some players in to try to make it a little bit more uh, explosive. Um, so based on that, I, I think this season is going to be a 7-9, 8-8 if at best. That's what I'm saying. But, but let me say this. He, he was stuck with a team that has somewhat of a nucleus in place. And when I say a nucleus, remember I mentioned earlier that there is three of the top 100 best players in the NFL that's on this team. And supposedly our quarterback, Matt Leinart, is one of those. I would put Kurt Warner. I think Kurt Warner is better than Matt Leinart. That's just my own personal opinion. Or Kurt opinion. Warner won two but Super Bowl champions, we got right? Ant- we right, got, Sam? We, we, that's right. We got, we got, we got Bolden, you know, and, and then we got, we got, we got Matt. You know, and, and, and then we got, uh, you know, number 24, our strong safety, Wilson, who is, so those He's are three very good yeah. players. So you got one in the secondary, uh, you got, you got your quarterback and you got a wide receiver. That means you got to get somebody who's on the offensive line. You got to get somebody who's on the defensive line. You got to get somebody who's a linebacker. And then your special teams play. So we, we do have some, some holes in four areas of which are vital in order that somebody's got to step up and be a leader. And when you, when you play against teams, there are, you're concerned about, okay, how do we, who or, or, or what or how do we game plan that team? So if, if our defensive line 
And our linebackers are no concern. The only thing we're concerned about is once you get into the secondary, okay, we got a little problem there, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when you look on the okay. offensive side of the ball, man, if we don't have a, none of the, the big, strong horses up front, any all-pros up front, mm, then that defensive side of the ball, maybe they're going to take advantage of us. But we got a good quarterback who could possibly neutralize that situation because – If they have the offensive line to protect them. Well, again – Which has always you know, been possi- a problem here, right, Possibly – He run like Speedy Gonzalez. Exactly. <laughs> if he's an elusive right. guy and he is creative, you know, if he can improvise when the rush gets there a little bit too fast, you know. So what we've got to do to slow those defensive linemen a lot, we got a lot – we got to a lot of – uh, screen passes we should see this year. We should see a lot of draws this okay, year. You know what I saw in the Tennessee game, Vince Young? I mean, he was all over the field, man. I mean, you want to talk about a good quarterback. That guy was like all over the field. They were running the ball. They had that diesel guy. That's what Eddie George said. I called him diesel. He run through that line, man. He he just got, got down there. He's getting five and ten yards, three yards, four yards, and then they do a pass play. And Young is all over the field. He's running and throwing the ball, and they're catching it. I mean, I you know, it was great. I, I'm saying it's, it, Well, I mean, that's the idea of good football. You have to mix up your game with between passing and rushing in order to, you know, you got to catch the other other side off, so you know they don't know what you're doing. Well, you know, if you, if you my, only my, have my, a passing game, well, but, 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 there's holes all over. My my feeling <laughs> is the Cardinals need to have that offensive line protect Leonard, and if they do so, I think something will happen. The defense is, I don't know, shaky at best well, at right now. At the same now. time, the offensive line needs to be able to penetrate and make holes so we can open up a. Well, you know game what? Well. I, I watch a lot of preseason football, and I've seen where they where the TV commentators. And they, and they have the, the uh, replay, instant replay, where they actually show the holes being opened up and that runner going right through the hole. I never see that with Arizona. Well, wait, wait. Hold on one second. That. No, no. You've seen some of that. You just oh, haven't yeah. seen Edge go through those holes. But you've seen. No, right, I've right. never you, seen it. No, you've, you, you've seen J.J. Errington go through a few of those this time in the preseason. But again, preseason. It's practice. So I, it doesn't I count. That. It's it's practice. I, I, and we've got to see it happen in the regular season. And one thing I feel I, I feel optimistic about is that our defense, watch if, if we win yeah. or lose this game, I'm saying we're gonna win this game. Our defense, which we haven't seen in the preseason, is gonna be a more aggressive defense. Okay, we're gonna They're gonna bring the heat. Okay. We, we don't we don't we, you know all you gotta think about is think about Detroit's, I'm sorry, think Detroit about the three, Steelers. Think about the uh, Oh, Detroit's my surprise team, by the way. 313. That's why they came out. They were 313 okay. last year. That, that's okay. They're going to be my surprise team this year. Think about, think about the Steelers and think about how aggressive that Steeler defense is. Now, he's not just bringing, uh, you know, Wiz is not just bringing that Steeler mentality of offense. He's also aware of the fact that every day that was with him was that defense on the other side of the ball. He's going to bring that same aggressive attack defense here, and we've got the right guy to do it. No, we, Wilson I, we, can do that for yeah, us. We un, we, I understand that. I think, Sam, uh, the caller, do you understand that? that yeah, yeah, That, that yeah. Wizard Hunt's going to bring that type of football here to the city of Phoenix, and I think it's going to happen, but it's just not going to happen this year. I don't think it's going to... They have too many holes. It's too too sloppy from what I saw in yeah, I don't think we're going to go from what we went through last season and then just might, do a complete about-face in one season. Yeah, I think well, that take, happens for those of us who've got uh, New Orleans longer, short memories. The Saints did it last year, and I also think a team with a all on the side of their helmet. I think they went something like, you know, two and fourteen one year, and went to the Super Bowl and won it the the, the, the following year. So those type of drastic turn, turnarounds they can happen, and I think they will happen. There's a number of things you have to do in order to make that happen. Well, you know, talking about the NFC North, they have uh, the and, and this is the predict predicted order of finish. And we've got and we've got to make it out of the NFC, so we got to be concerned about right. this. Chicago, uh, the Detroit Lions as number two. They were three and thirteen last year, and that coach. Marinelli's on the hot seat over there. Uh, the Packers.
Packers come in third and the Vikings last in that division. That is the easiest division to be in if you want to win. If you the Bears are going to win it, okay? Oh, the yeah, Bears there's are going no to, doubt about that one. Oh, the Bears are going to win <laughs> that. But if we were in that division, I think our record's a lot better if we were in that division. Well, yeah, but we're what? not. You're not. <laughs> yeah, so we're not. You're right. You but no, no. But so what are you bringing that, it up for? But Who cares? We, but we are in the no. NFC, no. which means we can. We don't have to worry about the Packers, the Vikings, or the Lions having a better record than us, which gives us a chance then to be the wild card. Fan man, what are you? What are you? What are you drinking over there? Well, I'm just no, telling you. Listen, if you're looking at the wild card, the, the, the real concern for me because I think I don't. I think we can win the West. So let's just say that I think, I think we can win the West. Okay. If we don't win the West, we're not going to win. Then you know it's going to be tough for us to get in as a wild card because when you look at the other people out there, uh, you know that that's going to be tough because that NFC South. That NFC South is tough, okay, but, but we'll, anyway, we'll we, we got to pay some bills. Hey, as thanks always. for having me on, guys. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, Sam, oh, uh, thank thanks you. for calling in Phoenix and enjoy the NFL season starting uh, this coming Thursday. You're listening to Voice America Sports Radio on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. It's VoiceAmericaSports.com, and my name is Fan Man, along with Ray Ellis on the Ray Ellis Show, and we'll be right back. See you at the Super Bowl, Sam. See you at the Super Bowl, Sam. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No. Holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Hear this, sports fans. The Arthur Ag Sports Radio Show, where we talk about sports and everything in between, from high school to college sports, right up to the pros. Join host Arthur Ag, co-star of the 1994 sports documentary, Hoop Dreams, for the Arthur Ag Sports Radio Show every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 Eastern, premiering on the Voice America Sports Channel. Arthur will host a variety of guests and will give the average fan a platform to voice his or her opinion about how sports play a significant role in our society. Get set for hard-hitting topics that cut to the soul of sports. See the sports industry through the eyes of the kid in the city and the kid in the suburbs. Hear from the businessmen and, yes, women from around the world. Whatever your passion is, football, basketball, baseball, golf, soccer, NASCAR, or hockey, the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show is for you. That's every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The music. If you'd like to call in, you may do so. You're listening to the Ray Ellis Sports Show and Fan Man talking about the NFL upcoming season. 
Toll-free number to call in if you like to talk about the NFL and uh, what your team is going to be doing. 866-472-5788. 866-472-5788. Like we said in the beginning of the show, we were traded from Thursday to, uh, to uh, Tuesday. And we follow the Pat Summerall show that's on uh, every uh, Tuesday. And I, I, I yeah. thought we had a no-trade contract. We, we did have a no-trade clause in there, but I somehow it was broken. You know, and that's what happens in football. You know, people think you got no-cut <laughs> contracts. You think things are guaranteed. And listen, you know, people are on the street left, which I don't even know if anybody's picked him up yet. You yeah, know, they probably, somebody will pick him up. Well, well you know what? I, another thing I don't understand. How about well, the Falcons? Yeah, well, the Falcons, why don't the Kansas City Chiefs pick him yeah, up? There you go. Right there. The Chiefs need a quarterback without a doubt. Anyway, go on, and now we're into the NFC South. Uh, predicted order of finish. New Orleans, uh, the Panthers, uh, the Buccaneers, and the Falcons in the basement. Wait, 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 wait. Your publication says what? Say that again. Um, uh, the Saints, Panthers, Buccaneers, Falcons. Well, that's exactly right. What kind of records they got for those guys? That uh, they're not really saying, but um, the uh, coach that's on the hot seat in this uh, mess here is John Gruden. He's uh, he he's been he's been given a free pass since the guiding the Bucks to the 2003 Super Bowl. And his reputation well, that was is four, on the that was, Listen, that was four years ago. Well, Here's a guy who took a team and won a Super Bowl four years ago. And, and, and again, now he's on the hot seat. I'm just telling the fans out there, listen, that's what I'm telling you. There's no loyalty out here. The only people there is no loyalty. This, this is a business. And this man, who, some teams have never even gone to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, this is a guy who uh, coached. The uh, youngest, he's one, either the youngest or the second youngest yeah, ever won a Super Bowl. And him and, and Bill Cowher. Yeah, and he coached uh, Oakland. Wasn't it Oakland? Yeah, he was, at, yeah, he was he, in the Raiders. He's a, he's a good coach. He was down there. Tony Dungy was yeah, down there. But he's on the hot seat, you know, but okay. you know, hey, but but you look at that division. You look at that division, you think that's an easy division to play in? That's not an easy division at all to play in. No, as a matter of fact, uh, that division, if you look at, you know, the Saints and the Panthers, you know, and, and I don't know about the Panthers now. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, you know, sometimes Who the knows? Panthers sometimes they disappoint me. You know, they, 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 the Eagles played them one year and they beat the Eagles, and I was like, how did they let them beat them? Then the Eagles came back and beat them. You know, be, next be, year, you so beat them the following you know, year, yeah. it's either up or down with the Panthers. You never know, you but they're a competitive know. team. But uh, I wouldn't pick. They're not. They're not one of my choices for the Super Bowl for no, sure. For sure. Okay, going to the AFC East predicted order of finish: New England Patriots. Duh. Uh, the New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills in the basement. Well, you know, interesting. I, I, I read something about uh, the Miami Dolphins, and uh, they took note to the fact that, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears, you know, who did a, a great job last season, you know, who uh, who made it to the playoffs, obviously, you know, and, uh, you know, made it to the Super Bowl. But, you know, they had one particular player. Dick Vermeil used to always tell us, the more you can do, the longer you can stay. And, you know, Devin Hester, you know, number 23 comes in and just, you know, sets everything ablaze. You know, returning kickoffs, returning punts. You know, the guy could play offense. He could play defense. Mm-hmm. And so where they thought, some people thought Miami Dolphins were going to go out and get a quarterback, they instead go out and get Ted Ginn Jr. So yep. they may surprise some people if he's that electrifying as this young man was in his first year there. You know, we may well, see a surprise on the, the Dolphins. The, the Dolphin- but again, I think the Dolphins made a mistake with their quarterback. Okay. I think they should have kept Cole Yeah, well, the Dolphins, uh, Cam Cameron, he's the uh, coach. He better, he had better hope his unique way of doing things gets results in a hurry or, or this is going to be over for him. Going to the AFC North, predicted order of finish, the Baltimore Ravens, the Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cleveland Browns in the basement. Now, when I look at that division, I take that division – AFC North, and I put it up against the NFC East, and those to me 
are the two toughest teams. Yep, yep, in you're football. right. I agree with you on the that. The toughest one. divisions within each conference. Okay, you coach know. on the hot seat is Mike Tomlin of the Steelers. They're going to give him a chance. It's his first year. He can't. Now, what? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. wait. What publication is that? Why, why, uh, why a tell, hot seat in your first year? I, I don't know how you get on the hot seat in the first year. But anyway, th- this publication is basic. I'm not going to tell you who the publication is. They're saying that uh, they're going to give him a chance, but will Steelers fans um, uh, stay, stay, stay with the team? I mean, bring back, uh, you know, Chin. Uh, bring back the chin. I mean, you know what? They, they Bill, hired, the chin is Bill. Bill's not coming back he's to not, Pittsburgh. He's not coming. No, back. if Bill goes he's back, he's any, if Bill goes back anywhere, and I say back because it would be a return, he would go to Cleveland. I think Cleveland, and and again, Romel, you know, the, mm-hmm. the guy in, in with the Browns. I don't think he's been given a fair chance. You know, I think a coach should at least have three years to turn something around. Right. I, you know, you can't put in, the, in business. You know, three years. You know, and you should see yourself. Yeah, the guy. Make a I, I think. I I think the coach in Pittsburgh is going to do a great job. That's my feeling. Okay, going uh, headed to the because uh, we're running out of time here. AFC South uh, predicted order of finish: uh, the Baltimore Colts, uh, duh, uh, the Jaguars, uh, the Tennessee Titans, and the Houston Texans. Well, in the basement, you know, well that that division there again. I think you know we just had a restructuring of of the conferences a while ago and the divisions a while ago. I think that needs to be a more competitive conference, you know, because, listen, the Colts are the only team in there that, you know, really have a good football team. The Jaguars, they get rid of left, which I, I don't think they're going to be the number two. And Titans, you know, you know, Young, you're putting, I think that's too much that you're putting on the quarterback. And well, it's funny be, that you're, you're, you're talking about the save all, do all. It's funny that you're talking about the Jaguars with uh, with Leftwich, the coach on the hot seat, Jack Del Rio, the he, Jaguars coach, and he should be. You know, the thing about it is, for one thing, Jack, if you were struggling with this that much, I think in terms of, and Jack's a former athlete himself, he's a mm-hmm. former ball player and a good right. ball player. I think he he deserved. He should have bought his case two players in. He should have told Byron Leftwich at that time in the offseason, Listen. You know, Byron, the fact of the matter is, I think I want to go with the young guy. Right. You know, and giving him a chance to go out into the free agent market, and somebody would have picked him up right well, now, well, see, it's, well, it's, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, but see, one of the problems with Del Rio is uh, they've had constant turnover for four years, so he could be the one to go if they don't make the playoffs. If it with this move that he made, if indeed the quarterback doesn't have a good year, I think he's I think out there. he's going to go. Okay, to the AFC West, because we're running out of time. We've only got a few more minutes. Predicted order of finish, the Denver Broncos, San Diego Chargers, number two. Uh, I find that hard to believe. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Lowly Raiders. Well, I, I think the, the only reason why the Chiefs, uh, you know, are even mentioned, I don't even think the Chiefs, the Chiefs are, are they last or the Raiders? Uh, they're, uh, pardon me? Who they pick last in that division? Uh, they picked uh, the Raiders. Okay, well, the only reason why, you know, the Raiders are picked last is because I think their quarterback, you know, set out the entire preseason because I think they would have been better than that. That's but a let, rebuild team for the next but, two But years. let me say this. The, the Chargers are the class of football at this time. And I, I think they just got a good football team. I think they personnel-wise, they got a very good football team. But they got a different coach this year. And so this will be something where, you know, I think it's North Turner. Yeah, with the big know, sting. The big sting. In, in, they let in, Marty go. Yeah, they let Marty. They go 14-2. and two, They lose in the playoff. They let Marty go, which I I was like, huh? What, what, what's going on here? And then they bring in North Turner, and that's the coach that's on the hot seat in that division. Well, Nor- he, Norv, is, Norv is on the hot seat he, for the wrong reason. Right, but he was handed the keys to the Ferrari with so many new coaches, and they're expecting another 14-2 and two season is wishful thinking. They think that this team, but my feeling, the people are saying that this team is going to fall apart because of the, the, the firing of the coach. And they had LT on, they interviewed him, they said, we're going to play the same way 
that we played last year, and North Turner just bought just you know they just tweaked it a little bit here and there. But basically, that team is still. I think that team's going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Well, I think uh, San Diego's going to be. I, there. I think that's in, my feeling. In the tight end, they got a future Hall of Famer if he stays healthy. Who, Damian? You know? No, no, in the tight end, Tate. Oh, Tate. You know, okay, and, yeah. And 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 LT, no doubt about it. Again, he stays healthy. He's a Hall of Famer. So you that's why two, they didn't play him in preseason. So, so you got two possible Hall of Famers on your offense. You get rid of your head coach, but again, and you were talking about the players when we were talking about the University of of North. Okay, oh, what? Oh, yeah. these players, <laughs> these players, if they come prepared. As they are professional athletes, they should be able to okay. have a season just, very just similar re- to what they had okay, last Okay, just year. really close. Again, back to this appli- applica- uh, application. Appalachian, uh, Appal- okay, in Michigan. You know, and, and you get into San Diego. I mean, they let the coach go. I mean, the players played well. I do not understand that. Anyway, we're out of here. Uh, we had a great time talking to you about the start of the NFL season, all the fans out I there. I can't close my shows talking about the school up north, that oh, terrible school. Okay. Well, I, we ran out of Cardinals. time. Cardinals. We run out of time. Anyway, hey, it was uh, great talking to you again on the uh, Voice America Sports Radio Network. Uh, you're listening to the Ray L. Show, of course, with Fan Man. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time following the Pat Summerall Show right here. And, Ray, your famous last Hey, it's, it's, it's been a great time. And, as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Cardinals in the Super Bowl.